Blog Talk Radio. All right, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. It is a blessing to be in the land of the living. It is also a blessing to be in a part of God's kingdom. This is Tim the Overseer on Rainy Love Ministries. It's a blessing to be here tonight. We're going to talk about some things pertaining to Revelation. Excuse me, we're also going to talk about some things, um, just some things going on in general. Tonight will be a freestyle night. I know a lot of people have um, been traveling up and down the highways. We pray that you have been safe, you and your loved ones, and God has kept you over this holiday season. We are definitely praying for the saints as well as the ain'ts. And we're praying for each and every one of you. Amen. It's a blessing to be back in the house of the Lord. Amen. I have a sermon that i got to preach again tomorrow at church. Amen. It is a blessing. Amen. It is a blessing to be um, before the saints of God and still to uh, fellowship with the saints of God. Amen. With that being said, I'm going to say a quick prayer. We're going to go ahead and get into some things tonight, get into some discussions. I'm hearing some things over social media. Um, that's... Um, I, it's good. It's not bad. It's good. But just hearing some things over social media, it seems like the word is getting out more uh, about revelation. Uh, and I think that it, it is very much well needed at this day and time as we begin to see a whole lot of things that are going on in the world and a lot of things coming to the forefront. Amen. Let's go ahead and say a prayer. Let's get started. Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for another blessed day. We thank you for our lives, soul, health, and strength. We thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you most of all for our salvation. We're eternally grateful for your son, Christ, and his ultimate sacrifice, Yahweh. We thank you for life itself. We thank you for your godly love. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that you have implanted in us, dear Heavenly Father, to keep us, lead us, and guide us. We bless and praise your holy name forevermore. We pray that something is said to bless one's soul. We pray for salvation for those that are lost and those that are seeking. We bless and praise your holy name forevermore. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's get right to it. Amen. Just um, one of the things that I want to talk about is this uh, huge phenomenon that's kind of going on. Uh, I see a lot of lot of things about aliens these days, uh, which is kind of funny. Um, it just goes to show how a lot of things are just opening up. I know that there are people who uh, talk about aliens, and if you don't know where aliens are, uh, come from uh and, you know i wish people i wish preachers in the church would uh preach and teach on this this type of subject more and stop being afraid um but the aliens are actually disembodied spirits okay that's what we believe they are the disembodied spirits meaning that um so let me kind of explain where aliens come from so if you go back to genesis let me see if I can go there real quick. Genesis, the sixth chapter, verse one, and this was before the flood. Okay, we know that evil was running rampant in the world, and one of the main reasons that evil was flourishing was because. Of the fallen angels, um, in the book of Enoch, they're called the watchers. The watchers are fallen angels. They had came down from heaven. They decide 
They made a pact among each, each other, kind of like a brotherhood, the same thing as your, your sororities and your fraternities. They made a pact with one another that they were going to do these things and basically rebel against God, turn our backs on God. Um, now, I think one of the mysteries, the mysterious things to me about the watchers is, well, did they decide to leave heaven at the time that Satan then was put out? And I think that's a strange thing. I don't believe they were. I believe these are angels that came after Satan. Um, the funny thing about it is, is how these things happen. Because the reason why I say that because when Satan rebelled against God, he was put out. He was put out of heaven. And then he dwelled in the second heaven. That's where he is now, which is the stars, the universe. He's somewhere in the universe. And he's called the prince of the air. Um, um, he's the prince of the air because uh, we know that he controls the media. He controls what you watch, what you hear on the radio. He's the prince of the air. Um, so he's always um, had some type of uh, disturbances within the atmosphere of this planet that we live on. The watchers, which are the fallen angels, which again, I believe, and I'm, I'm going to go back and research this just to be sure, but I want to say that there was, if I'm not mistaken, it was 200 angels. There's one leader, then there's 199 that follow him from heaven. They saw the women on earth and how beautiful these women are. You know how, how it is. You know how uh, uh, men lust out the women. They look at them and say, man, she's nice. She has all the, the, the curves in the right places. She has a pretty face. Um, you know, she's a fine woman. Whatever your, your desire is when it comes to women as far as um, typically this would be an attractive woman, okay? And we understand that, that you know, beauty is also in the eye of the beholder. I'm quite sure that maybe uh, women that may not have been desired by most men doesn't mean that the angels, just like men now, you know, it doesn't always necessarily have to be a standard of, standard of woman that would to be desired. But I'm sure on a large scale, it was um, the women that usually men desire. The men look at it and say, man, wish I could be with that woman. Well, um, these watchers, which are the fallen angels, look down from heaven. And they say, man, I sure would like to go down and, and you know, make out with these women like men did. And God forbid the angels to mate with, with women. But these angels took it upon themselves to come down to earth and mate with women. And they had, they birthed children. And the Bible says they became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. This is where your, 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 your black Adam, um, your Iron Man. Now, the reason I'm saying Iron Man, because Iron Man naturally was not strong. He was a guy that had what? Intellect. He was very intelligent. Okay, or he had access to the intelligence because his dad had a lot of money. He was his dad was intelligent. But uh the point that I'm making is he was he was like um he's a very intelligent person. And because of that, Iron Man made this incredible suit. Well, because of these children that were born from angels of women, born through women born of women, from the angels that decided to come down from heaven, they had possessed of knowledge, meaning that they were a little bit smarter than men, than the average man. Because, again, 
they their fathers were fallen angels. They came from him. They wasn't no longer angels. They were called fallen angels. Um, they were known as the sons of God uh, in Scripture. I'm going to read it here in a minute. But you think about that. And the children, the children were bigger than most men. They wasn't the size of regular men. Like, you know, back then they believed that men were smaller back then. Like, we don't know how exactly how tall Adam was. We don't know if he was six foot, five, eleven, five, six. We don't know his size. I don't think there's anything I've ever seen that kind of that goes out the way to try to say how tall maybe Adam was. But they believe that men back in ancient time were much smaller than men are now. And we kind of see that because I remember my dad and it was, it was you know, they used to tell us how they thought we were bigger. Kids who were growing up, we liked, you know, my dad was like, you know, you guys were bigger than what we were growing up. And I see pictures of, of people back in, you know, the early 1900s up to like around 1950, 1960. And it is true. People do way more. I noticed that people have gotten bigger. Uh, now, like, it's like, I remember my brother saying that, hey, you're bigger than us. And on average, and then my kids are bigger than me on average, well, some, so to speak. And um, the children, it does appear that as generations grow, and I know that the food and nutrition and DNA has a lot to do with it. But the point that I'm making is that it's believed that back in ancient time, men were a little smaller. So you got these giants. They say that the first set of giants, which is crazy. Now, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something. You may notice this, you may not notice this, but I've noticed the firstborn, and mostly in every family, is usually he's bigger. The first male is usually bigger. Like our older, oldest brother, he's bigger than all of us. He's like, you know, he's pretty good. And he's not like fat big. He's like big big. He's just bigger than us. Um, he's like 260, 280, you know, broad shoulders, like 6'2 in stature. Um, my brother right up after him was like 6'1, and then we all kind of trickled down to like five, seven. And so it's kind of funny. It's like, wow, you know, um, it's just kind of funny because I kind of noticed that in most families, the oldest male is usually bigger. And I'm just saying it's just a funny thing because they, they said the same thing about the giants. The first set of giants that were born by the angels, they were bigger. They were bigger in stature. These giants... The first set, I believe they said like 25 to 35 feet tall. That's huge. That is gigantic. You're talking about mm, probably taller than a telephone pole. I'm quite sure of it. I'm quite sure that's, that's taller than a telephone pole. That's a pretty good size man. If you see a man like And the strength, I couldn't imagine the strength of something like that. Uh, and the speed, I'm quite sure that something like that can run easily over 50 miles per hour. Uh, probably faster, maybe get up to 75 to 100. Um, that's a pretty good-sized man. Um, the earth is big enough to, to house giants. We live on a large planet. I was thinking about that the other day, how small and how tiny we are as human beings, and to think at one point in time that there were giants on the earth. It's amazing. It's an amazing thought. Then they said the second set of giants, I don't know how it worked. I don't know if this was a second generation or some generations. I don't know exactly how it worked, but I'm just telling you what scientists and scholars state and what they believe. The next set, I believe it was like from 18 feet to 25 feet, somewhere like that was the average of the next set. Then the, then the latter set of giants 
range from 8 feet, 9 feet tall to 16 feet tall. Some of them vary between the 16 and 18 feet. That's still huge. In fact, that they said that the giants that were um, Goliath, they they said was part of the next set, the the third generation that were fell in between the nine feet to sixteen, seventeen feet, eighteen feet tall. I forgot. I think I read somewhere how tall they believe Goliath was, but I can't remember. He was he was closer to somewhere like uh, somewhere between fifteen, sixteen feet tall, something like. That. He was a pretty good sized giant of the third set. He wasn't the smaller size, meaning smaller stature, like 8 feet to 12 feet. He was, he was believed to be one of the bigger sizes. In fact, I believe he was the largest of his brothers, which was funny. And, um, you know, this this thing is, is amazing. And it just, you know, it, I, can't get a, I can't get over it how people don't believe that giants even today exist. We've seen pictures of people who are giants, people who are 12 feet tall, uh, 8 feet tall, 9 feet tall, some of the most, the most tallest um, out there. It amazes me. And you don't hear much discussion of it. You know, I've heard people in the church say, oh, that was back in ancient times. There are no giants now. Scientists have been playing with DNA for as long as they've can as long as they've as long as they've can could. Um I remember seeing this documentary on the scientist I don't know if he's, I guess you can call him a scientist over in Europe, how when they went into his home, I don't know, maybe this was a hundred to two, three hundred years ago, they went to his, his home, he out the path, they confiscated his stuff. And they found some pretty amazing things in his in his in his place, in his house. Kind of find out was wondering how did he come across some of this stuff. Uh, just different experiments that he was doing. Um, but, again, man has done, you know, DNA and gene splicing is not new. It was originally done by the fallen angels. They were the one that um, originally started mixing the DNA. They started mixing the DNA by one, by mating with whatever they could. They were mating with animals, which is sick in the mind, a sick, you know, once you think of it. You know, you go from desiring a woman and say, okay, now you're going to go sleep with an animal. And in the book of Enoch talks about this. This is amazing. The book of Enoch talks about how there were monsters. It actually says, and I was shocked when I read that. I was just, like, blown away. And it's funny how the church, and we know who removed, the Catholic church removed the book of Enoch, is, is what, what, you know, sources tell us what, what they believe. Because the reason why we say because we know that the, the Catholic Church kind of controls a lot of the churches. If not, I don't want to say all, but mad, the masses of churches around the globe, all over the planet. Um, that's how everything runs back to Satan, to Lucifer, because it runs through the Catholic Church. Let's just be real. The Pope and everything, what they're linked to. Do your study. Do your research. Don't take my word for it. I tell people all the time, don't just take my word for it. Do your own study and your research. The Bible still says, study to show thyself approved. But it's funny to see all these things come into play. And the, the mentality and the mindset of the church I've always asked these questions, even before I got in church. When I got saved, it just made me made me ask even more questions. I'll never forget a conversation that I had with this quote unquote so called preacher. I guess if you want to call him that. 
Um, he was said there's no such thing as aliens and stuff like that. I was like, well, brother, I don't know about that. I don't know if I can just go with you and say there's no such thing as aliens because, see, I've said this before on the show, and I'll say it again. And you hear me periodically, if you listen to me for long enough throughout the years, you hear me say something, I'll come back and restate it later on, the same exact same thing. But I was saying that I'm not I'm impressed is not the word I'm looking for. I'm not led to believe that they're aliens because we watch these different UFOs and uh, shows about aliens and monsters now. That's not what encouraged me that, oh, there are UFOs, oh, there are monsters out there. No. What encourages me and what has encouraged me, and I know some people say, well, how do you know that they didn't draw that? I'm quite sure it would take a lot of artwork and creativity to create some of the drawings that they claim are ancient. Not saying that it's not a conspiracy theory or some, something that someone could have done, say, just to make up a story. It's a possibility. But who? But what sense would it make to go through the trouble to make us believe something that's, that we wouldn't believe anyway if you didn't bring it to our attention? In other words, if you didn't say that were mermaids were real or just create mermaids or aliens or creatures, what, what need do you need to bring it about just to make us believe that it's a possibility that they're real? There wouldn't be, because if you don't know something, you wouldn't, or if you weren't aware of something, you wouldn't bring it to our attention. Man, mind is is creative. However, I am more um, just just not. What's the word? I'm losing thoughts of words that I can't find the right word. I'm just not made to believe easily that all these things that are put before us are just make-believe. I just, it's hard for me to just believe aliens are make-believe. All these stories of alien ships crashing over the planet, these stories about different mermen and, and the sea and, and the stuff, all these things were uh, cartoonish, and, and all these things were made to believe, oh, that's just cartoons, oh, that's just make-believe. There's no such thing as unicorns and 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 mermaids and stuff like that. But once you begin to see things over and over again, there's questions. Someone is hiding something, okay? I'll never forget uh, some years back when there was a, a something that happened here where they said that the people who saw it believed that it was a, it was, a, it was an alien ship. And one of the guys I used to work with claimed that he, he lived out in the area not too far from where it happened. What happened was one of the transformers exploded in one of the communities. Something, some, whatever those electrical things that controls the electricity. He said he'll never forget there was a strange sound. And he said that um, the lights in his, all the lights in his house went out. It was different, though, he said, than a blub, than a blackout. Then he said, the next thing you know, because this was early in the morning, you know, like you know, early hours in the morning, probably like I guess five or six a.m. in the morning, right before the sun, before the sun, it would have been before the sun came up. And he said that all of a sudden it got so bright outside, and he said it wasn't like it, it was like an explosion, but not an explosion. 
He said, Tim, it was different from an explosion because an explosion flashes. And even though an, an explosion may last, let's say an explosion, when something explodes, it'll, it'll last maybe for three seconds and possibly goes away. But he said that the light was so bright, he said it was like the sun was out. And he said all the neighbors said the same thing. They all came outside. People looking out the window, they wondered what was going on. He said it was so bright, and it lasted for some time, that he said it couldn't have been an explosion because it lasted as if, like, the sun was out. And then next thing you know, it just went dark. And there were people who claimed that they had saw by this, uh, something like a transformer, somewhere with a, with a power, but, you know, where they have those lines, and they say they have the big sign says, danger, you know, do not enter, that type, those type of places. And there's the people that said that they claimed they saw a spaceship in the field, and it was hovering up in there, and it left. And you hear about these amazing stories, and um, it just it's mesmerizing to hear those types of stories. It's like, well, do people just come up with this stuff all of a sudden? In other words, let's say something like that happened on my street where I live, and let's say four or five neighbors saw it. Will we all just say. Oh, we saw it just come together. We all run outside in the cold or just outside in the middle of the night and say, hey, let's just say it was an alien ship. I highly doubt that. <laughs> I highly doubt that we would just, people would just conspire like that. Oh, man, it would be neat to just lie. And then they have the same story the next 10, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years later. No, we saw what we saw. There are numerous accounts of these types of stories all over the planet, where people will say, we know what we saw. We saw this creature. It was alien. It was nothing like we saw on Earth. It, it stood upright and walked, had giant eyes, giant head, green skin, pale, pale greenish-like skin, whatever. The it was grayish-like skin. You hear these types of stories over and over and over again. You hear these stories of people in the military coming out breaking their silence, saying that they're tired of lying, they can't li live with the people. Numerous of people who went to their graves and shared the story with loved ones and say, hey, don't share this until I'm dead and gone, but they share the story of the experience with maybe some type of reptilian creature. I'll never forget this little story I saw uh, on social media. This girl said that her grandparents shared the story. With this story shared down how um, – this so-called um, reptilian-like creature, and how the grandfather shot it and killed it and buried it and buried it in a shallow grave. And, the, you know, the aliens came down one night and just got the body out of the shallow grave, went about their business and returned to wherever. Uh, I guess it's some type of thing to where they don't want to buy evidences. Uh, and that makes sense. I remember a story uh, right outside of Fort Worth, Texas, somewhere I think like west or southwest of Dallas Metro, where there was an alien ship that crashed back I think in the 1800s or early. It was either early 1900s or the late 1800s, and, the, and it landed next to a church ground or something like that. I don't know. I'm not sure where it landed, but I just know that the so it has nothing to do with a preacher and the people at the church burying the creature. They say it would be right just to bury the creature. They buried it on the church ground by the church. By the church. It's a monument. I can't remember the little town. It's a monument right outside Fort Worth. It's still there, they said. But once the, they said it was just a rumored story. 
and it got so big that somebody did a, did, did a story on it. And the government caught wind of it when they got caught wind of it. Um, something had took place to where they came. Something where the people said the next day, they, all they know is that it went to the grace at the next day, the body had been dug up and it was gone. When you hear these types of things, if they don't exist, what's going on? No one's going to go out their way like the governments of the world to cover up such a story if it's not true. If it's not real, if it's not true, what are they hiding? Why are they hiding? Why are there so many stories like this on the moon, on Mars, in the universe, in paintings, ancient paintings? Again, what gives me is the ancient, not the current, not these TV shows, not the stuff that can can encourage you with the technology that aliens are real. I remember the little shows that used to come on back in the uh, back before I was even born. When I was a kid, they were popular to watch those little stories back in the fifties and forties. They had a little black and white movies about uh, the, the Black Lagoon, creature from the Black Lagoon, and um, the little aliens and stuff. These little creatures, the man from Mar- the you know, just all these little crazy little stories. Watched as a kid, I found it interesting, and entertaining watching. They were black and white, but they were entertaining to watch these little shows. <laughs> like, what is this? But as a kid, you were entertained by. It. Now, as a kid, of course, you don't take the mindset. You're gonna ask adults, especially my brother, hey. Is that stuff real? Your brother say, no, that stuff's not real. Stuff is make-believe. It's just for entertainment. <laughs> it's funny. So you watch your popcorn, eat your pickle, and you watch these movies. But as life progress and begin to hear these stories all around the world about aliens, about these different creatures that have visited the world, creatures that they found washed up on the shores, creatures that they found the night walking or cameras of caught on camera. And you got to say, wait a minute. What's going on? There's something going on. Countless stories happening over and over. I understand we got billions of people on the planet. I'm not saying that millions and tens of millions of people could not be delusional. I'm not saying that. That's very possible. Uh, We're only just a few steps away from insanity. That's each and every one of us. But, again, the things that encourage me, is the ancient. This is the thing that people saw in ancient times. Were they wrong? Have we been have we been hallucinating for tens of for thousands of years and some believe we've been here for tens of thousands, millions of years? Have we been hallucinating as men for that long? I highly doubt it. Especially when we read stuff in our very Bible. There we go. See, I told you it's the things that's ancient that mystify me, not the thing that's not mystifying, like the TV shows and the things that we have before us now. So that's not mystifying. When I read stuff like this, Genesis 6 and 1, and it came to pass when man began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them. That just simply says in verse 1 that the earth, earth population began to multiply. Man was doing what God had told Adam to do since the beginning of time. So they were doing what? God's will and God's commandment, what he told Adam. Hey, Adam, 
Go and multiply the earth. I have given man, woman, woman and man come together and born children. That was God's command of Adam. God told Adam to do so. Okay, one of the last things that he told Adam to do, go and multiply the earth. Because remember, Eve wasn't made until Adam had made a request. He had made a request to the Heavenly Father. He was alone. And he wanted to be with someone. He wanted a mate. So God said, that makes sense. I get it. You're by yourself. You're lonely. You're man. You're not me. You're made in my image. So yes, why not? Okay? I get it. All right? So again, it's the things from the past that mystifies me. It's the things from from the past that uh, makes me uh, ask questions. What's going on? Okay? So we see that man in verse 1, Genesis, the sixth chapter of verse 1, man just simply begins to multiply on the face of the earth. That's what God uh, commanded. When man began to multiply, he commanded uh, to Adam. Verse 2 says that the sons of God, now see, when I read that a long time ago, I said, wait a minute. The sons of God. Well, the sons of God are not the sons of men. Because <laughs> we know that it says in verse 1, when men begin to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born. Well, we know that not only daughters were born unto men, but we know that uh, men were born unto men and women. But understand when you see in verse 1 where it says men, M-E-N, that translate, the translation in the uh, Hebrew is man and woman. So me, M-E-N means man and woman. When man and woman begin to multiply on the face of the earth, that's what that means. That's what it says when you look at the translation. And then it says, and daughters. And the reason that it specifies daughters over, over boys, the girls over the boys, is because in the next few chapters, it says that the sons of God, in verse 2, saw the daughters of men and how attractive the women were. So that goes to show you that God's original intent for anything that's a male factor is to be with a woman, if it's flesh. Because remember, he didn't intend for angels to mate like men. This is something the angels chose to do on their own. That's why they call the fallen angels. They were watching from above, and they said, man, the women sure look sexy. They got hips, curves. They got a nice, you know, you know how we say a nice derriere or a nice butt, you know, just be real, okay? And we know how men are. She looks nice. Maybe she has nice breasts, nice hair, whatever, whether it be short or long to cover her. It was something different because from what we understand is that the angels are referenced as sons. Male factor. We know that God, when Christ talks about him, he says he is the father, the male factor spirit. So we got to understand we're made in God's image. People will say, well, you trying to say God is a man? No, I'm trying to say that God is a male factor. We were created from God, not God to us. We didn't create God. God created us. He was already a male factor being. In other words, whatever the spiritual beings were, they were male factor, meaning that they were masculine, okay? You could take that however way you want it. You try to 
put your spin on it if you want to. I'm just telling you what the scripture says. That describes them as a masculine male factor. I mean, that's from the beginning. That's what we are. Okay? That's why he made Adam a man. Some people want to get accused and say, oh, how you know Adam was a woman? How you know God ain't a woman? Well, the Bible don't say that. And without the Bible, there's no other book that teaches about a God. So how are you going to try to make God into something that he's not? You have to go with the original source. The original source that he was a male factor, masculine. Okay? We, we know that he's a spirit, but, he would, but what God is saying to you, if you want to put me in terms of what you are, I am masculine. I would be a man. I would be a male factor. I am masculine. What God said, he's not feminine. Okay? Now, we see that Eve is your um, your first female on the earth, first feminine. Uh, I know that I've read uh, in the book of Enoch, it talks about how there was a um, another woman, uh, which was supposed to be, if I'm not mistaken, before Eve, which is a mystery. I tell you, man, this stuff is a, is a, it's a strange twist. Now, she was supposed to have been before, and I think somebody said something, there's actually two women before Eve. I'm not mistaken, but before I get deep into that, I'm going to go back and do my study and research. I found it to be very interesting subject, very interesting. A lot of stuff I'm learning, too. I don't know everything. By far, I don't know everything. I know what I know, and I share it with you. But I'm still studying and researching on this other stuff, okay? I've also come to find out, you know, that that scholars believe, I found this out years ago, that there was a world before this world. In other words, before Adam and Eve was created, they believed that there was existence. Whatever type of existence it was, there was an existence on this earth before Adam and Eve. It is believed that. The earth's crust is so deep, we can't even, within a couple of miles, begin to even scratch the surface of the, of the in-depthness of the earth. If we could dig two, or three, four, five miles in the earth, that would be nothing compared to how thick this world is. Um, we don't know what's buried in it. I remember a scripture that where God instructed Moses to instruct man not to dig in the earth. Why? There's so many mysteries. Scientists are steadily, steadily finding ancient relics, meaning different things of different design, things like watches, things like remotes, things like cell phones, uh, different tools, that like stuff that we would use in today's time. Something like cell phones, but they're ancient. They said these things are 2,700 years old, 10,000 years old, 20,000. They don't know how to explain it. There's a reason that we need to stay away from that stuff. But some people believe that. No, we need to be more curious about it. I think we'd be more curious the less answers we have. I think certain things you need to stay away from. Okay, Back back to what I was saying. Okay, Let me really back in because you know how I go off a little bit and really back in. Okay, So... Where was I? The daughters of men. It said that verse 2 of Genesis, the sixth chapter, says that the sons of God, well, who could the sons of God be? We know that over in, from Genesis earlier on, God created the host of heaven and the host of earth. The host of, of earth at this time, we would go from Adam and Eve, and they begin to make more and more children, right? We see that as in verse 1. Multiply. More earth more humans on the earth. So if they're sons of God, it can't be taught by humans. The only other people in existence were angels in heaven. So these sons of God 
naturally are the sons of the angels of God that he created in heaven before man. That these angels saw the daughters of men. You see the difference? That they were fair. Fair means that they were beautiful. They were pretty. They were gorgeous. They were good looking. They were fine. They were sexy. They were whatever we think of women. And they took them wives of which, I'm sorry, they took them wives of all which they chose. Meaning, man, if I wanted 10 of them, the giant, I mean, the angel came down, he had 10 women. Maybe one angel had 20 women. One, maybe one angel was satisfied with one woman. He said, man, this woman's so fine, so sexy, and so beautiful. Man, I just need her. I just want this one woman. Y'all can have them. Just let me have this beautiful woman right here. The Bible said that they took wives of all which they chose. No, they just had their way. Whatever they wanted to do, they did it. And you think about the things that men do now. The Bible says there's nothing new on the sun. I know they talk about this Kama Sutra stuff, which is, you know, the different, this ancient thing is not nothing new. There's a depiction of different, different sexual acts and different sexual positions, okay? This Kama Sutra is nothing new. It's ancient. They saw this. They depicted this back in Greece and ancient Egypt. You know, the, the Greeks said the ancient Egypts are ancient to us. They were a long thousand years before us, before we came in to be smart and tough. And that's why a lot of people don't like to talk about Homer. I think it's Aristotle's the other one. Because Homer, is his name Homer? I'm, I think Homer's one of them. The guy, oh, Herodotus, that's his name, Herodotus. Herodotus is the one. And you know what's funny? I've been knowing about this stuff since the 90s. I see all this stuff on YouTube and social media. People say it's pretty neat to see the world coming along. I've been knowing about this stuff since the, since the uh, mid-90s, since coming out of the early 90s to the mid-90s. I used to study ancient Egypt a long time ago. In fact, that's what kind of started encouraging me to pick up and study the Bible more because you can't help, but you can't study ancient Egypt without tying the Bible to it. You just can't. But anyway, um, this Kama Sutra, which is, the, again, the depiction of sexual, different sexual acts between a man and a woman, it's ancient. It's nothing new. Where do you think this stuff came from? When the angels took of the wives of all they chose, they did with their heart desire. Remember, they're a little higher than us. They're a little smarter than us. So they're thinking all that, they're thinking all this other stuff. They do stuff that we shouldn't do. Trust me, because they start messing with them. the women. Weren't enough for them. They start messing with animals, which is it just goes to show you how sick and twisted in the mind they were. Well, they had these sick and twisted kids, which were called what giants. The Bible says in verse three of Genesis, and the Lord said, "My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that all for that he also is flesh." Yet his day shall be 120 years. So you see, a man went from living 900 years total just down to 120 years. Now, I've heard people say in Africa and in Asia that their people are living as 200 years old. I don't know. I'm not here to refute that. I can only go by what the Bible says. God said that he reduced man at the time. To 120 years. Now, notice that years has an S on it. So it's just not 120 flat. It's believed that man can go to 129, okay, according to the Bible. Again, I've heard stories of people living two and 300 years. I hadn't seen evidence of that because I've seen people reach 100 
And Lord have mercy. I'm just saying, I'm not being mean. I hadn't seen a 100-year-old that looks like a 20-year-old yet. I ain't seen a 100-year-old like a 50-year-old yet. Now, I've seen some people be 70 and 80 look good, like they're in their 50s or 60s. I have a, there's an actual depiction of a man. <laughs> um, he's lifting weights. I think me and my brother saw the other day, he's he's like 70 or 80 years old. He still looks good. He like he could pass for 50 or 60 years old, like he's 20 years young. Another one, what I'm saying, I've seen people look 20 years less than what they are. I haven't seen nobody look 50 years younger than what they are. I ain't seen nobody look 50 like they're in their 20s. I've seen some pretty good-looking late 40s and early 50-year-old people. It look like they're in their, yeah, a little bit past their 30s. They look good for their age. Like I said, I've seen people look 20 years younger. I just ain't seen nobody look 50 years younger. I ain't seen nobody that's 100 like they're 50, like they're my age. I'm not saying that it's not possible. I just ain't seen it. The point that I'm making is when Methuselah looked 900, when he was 900, he probably like he was in his 90s. That's what I'm saying. Um, people 500 years old probably like they were my age, 49, 50, 490 years is what I'm saying. I just put that in the mindset of how they could look. That's why I say if Adam could see us now, and people who live 3,000, 5,000 years old, and they say, boy, you got to kind of look a little sick. Because all the chemicals that we breathe that's in the food, that's in the water, the water is not like it was two and three, four, five thousand years ago when God, uh, from what we believe, first created the earth from Garden of Eden. Um, the world looked different then. Food and fruits were different. They have all these pesticides and chemicals that man has created now. Um to put in the foods and junk, just the poison. Look at the sea. How man has thrown stuff in the sea, plastic. They made, made, uh, they got nets. They bring in tons of bottles and plastics, just ruining the ocean, ruining the ocean life. I tell you, when I say I don't see how much longer the earth can go on, it, it's hard. They're talking about the bees are dying off. They said we got to have bees to, um, to, 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 to do pollen. Without pollen, plant life would die. The bees are dying? Are we really serious? Are we, have we gotten that bad to where we've just destroyed the earth? The earth is finite, meaning that God knew what he was doing from the beginning of time. When he created the earth, it don't matter if he created us to be here for a billion years or a trillion years. He created for it to be enough. This nonsense that Bill Gates and them were talking about, we're overpopulated, is absolute, complete nonsense. I live in the state of Texas, and I've said this for many years now. I can drive between Dallas and West Texas and East Texas and South Texas and North Texas. It ain't nothing but space in Texas. I'm like, what is there? There's overpopulated where? People live in high rises. It's overpopulated where? We could probably have over a trillion people on this planet. It still wouldn't be overpopulated. Did he just say over a trillion? Did he dare say that? Yes, I did. Even though I'm using that as an example, the point that I'm making is however many people God allows to be on this planet, God knows what he's doing. Even if it's just the billion people, God knows what he's doing. There's enough food. There's enough water. There's enough everything. You just have evil, wicked, diabolical, conniving, devil, satanic, luciferian 
serving people on this planet that have gotten wealth and riches by serving the devil. Not all people who are wealthy and rich serve the devil. Don't think I'm saying that because we know that there were rich people in the Bible that served God. Job was one of them, okay? The point that I'm making is the majority of these people have sold their soul to the devil. And now they join the devil and his agenda to depopulate the earth. They want to see the earth. As you can see in verse Genesis 6 and 1, where I just read to you, God said multiply the earth. Now these folks want to go against God's commandment. Oh, we need to get rid of some people. Well, why don't you start with yourself? Seriously. If you want people to go and start yourself, go ahead and just start there. If you want if so many people on the planet, start with yourself. If you got a family, start with yourself. I'm just being serious because it's nonsense that people teach that evil. That that you no one has given you the right. God sure ain't gave it to you to just take life and determine and say get to say who gets to live, who gets to die. But they promote all this sex and stuff on these websites and TV shows. What do you think people are gonna do? They're gonna go out and mate and not be responsible. They're not gonna get married. Most people. That's okay. I'm not blaming people for having children out of wedlock because I did too. I'm just simply saying how we were raised up in this country. Because you don't know until you know. So I didn't know better until I got saved. You don't know until you know. But no one gives them the right to administer all these diseases and to kill all people. But they have taken upon themselves to want to depopulate the earth. But they want to plant their evil seed across the planet, just like the fallen angels did. So you want to wipe out God's creation and keep them like cattle and only use them when you need them to do your evil bidding, but keep your evil seed on the planet. People people just don't know. Christ is soon to return. This is why we say Christ is soon to return. He's going to end all this foolishness. We're going to reign with him a thousand years. He's going to end all this nonsense, this stupidity, this selfishness, this evil, wicked mindset. You don't have to worry about them. God's going to strike them down and do in due time. These men, as we've read in Genesis, we've studied in Genesis, God's going to take them out in due time. They think they're living on high. They got billions and hundreds of millions and millions of dollars. They just ain't concerned about nobody else. There's nothing wrong with having that type of money. Don't get me wrong. The Bible said the love of money is the root of all evil. So you know where it comes from. This is why the devil created a monetary system. Everything was a barter system back in ancient time. Man started out bartering. Hey, if you got wheat, I got fish. If you got grain and berries, um, well, I got cattle. Okay, I got meat. Okay, um, I got bricks. Okay, well, what do you have? I got wood. It was a bartering system. Hey, give me so much of this for so much of that. And the devil said, wait a minute. We can do better than this. We can we can live on a larger scale. And you and you create a monetary system. The love of money is the root to all evil. It is. Because when people get so much money they don't know the house, they begin greedy, begin to turn their backs on God and the money and stuff they buy, houses, land, clothes, your stuff becomes your God because you begin to service and worship it and you want more of it. That becomes your God. 
That's why Christ told the young ruler, he asked, he said, what must I do to inherit the kingdom? He said, go and give away all your stuff. Give up the, the world. But the reason that God, Christ said that, and don't don't get the scripture wrong. Don't, don't misinterpret the scripture and think Christ was saying that you can't have money, you can't live. That's not what Christ was saying. Christ knew the young ruler's heart. Christ said that before, that he knew what was in man. Remember, he said that in one of the scriptures, that he fled because he knew what was in man. Christ knew what was in man. Just like he knew what was in that young man's heart, the young rich man's heart. He told him, hey, if you really want to serve me, go get rid of all you had, because he knew he wasn't going to do it. The example that he was setting, that he, what he was saying was that, hey, you love the world who you are too much to follow me. Knowing what you are made to follow me, you got to give that up to follow me. Well, Christ knew that. That's why people who sell their souls to the devil, they can get saved. It's never too late. My dad used to always say, if you got a breath in your body, you can get saved. As long as you're breathing, you're in your right mind, you get saved. A person sold their soul, soul to the devil for Hollywood fame, for entertainment fame, for whatever it is, for sports fame, whatever you sold your soul to the devil for, you can get saved that same day. You turn around and say, no, devil, you can't have my soul. Get my soul to God. I'm going to get saved. Romans 9, 10, and 9. Romans 10, 9, and 10. I'm going to get saved today. Yeah, you can say just like that. The devil, the fellow, the devil don't own spirits. God, you don't create spirit. God does. Satan don't own nothing. He's only a devil. That's a, he's just an evil, wicked, conniving devil. He's a liar. That's all he is. He can't own a soul. He lied to you. But he says, I got your soul because I gave you money, gave you wealth and fame. That's all he could do. That's why he came to Christ and tempted Christ said, you have all these things. You just worship me. That's all Satan do to people all day long. You can have all this. You just bow down and worship me. Yeah, you can have it all right. And once he gets you hooked on, it's like a drug. If you're not careful, see, you can drink wine and beer and not be an alcoholic. You can smoke weed and not be uh, a drug addict. I don't, I don't encourage you to do any other type of drugs because the other drugs are pretty powerful. Opiate, opioid, whatever it is, heroin, opioid, um, crack, cocaine. I don't encourage you to play around with drugs at all, not even weed. I wouldn't even encourage nobody to smoke weed because drugs have a high potency, and because they do get you high, people get hooked on And it's just like alcohol. You can get high on alcohol and you can be hooked. Everybody's DNA is different. Some people can walk away from stuff and not. Some people can't. The point I'm making is, is that money is the same way. You can get hooked on money. You can. A lot of people gamble their money away because you get hooked on it. You want more money, you gamble. You get hooked on certain things. Well, the devil gets you hooked on 5 and $10 million. He got you hooked now. Man, you get thirst of that life, and I'm quite sure it is. And you don't know God. And that's all people want. Say, no. I sold my soul to the devil and be faithful to this money until I die. I got to have this money. I've seen people like that, like, wow, you got it bad. I mean, spend a hundred grand in a in a week. Spend a hundred grand in a month. A couple hundred grand in, in two months. I'm like, this is insane. How can this be? How can you spend money like that? You know, I I be nice to even hit a hundred grand a year. This person can get in spending in a short period of time. 80 grand, you just spent 80 grand in one day. I remember when I just worked back in credit cards years ago. I'll never forget I spoke to this woman on the phone. I had never seen a credit card this low. This is the first time I seen a large credit card bill. 
I was in shock because I was so used to seeing credit card bounces of $500, 1500 5000 maybe $10,000. Mm. It would be a stress to see a credit card bounce for fifteen grand. We didn't too much sit on, on, on my floor. It was a stress to see that. Never forget, we got a new, new account portfolio to start working. Never forget talking to this woman. And my God, credit card bounce was 50 grand. She said, oh, she said I said, man, so you want to pay the minimum? I think the minimum payment was like three grand, maybe five. But she said, no, honey, no. She snubbed me. She said, honey, no, please. I pay off the balance every month. My jaw hit my table. I was like, what? Up into my mind, I want to ask that woman so bad what she do for a living. This was over 20 years ago. I said, you pay off the balance every month? And she said, sweetie, yeah, I pay off my balance every month. I don't think it run, was running through my head. This was in the 90s. It was, oh, my gosh, people make money like that out here? Those people who actually make that much money that they spend fifty grand like fifty dollars. <laughs> so you spend fifty grand like you get fifty dollars on your paycheck every week or every other week, and you go spend. Oh yeah, I, that's like having a fifty dollar credit card balance and paying it off every time you get paid. She spend money like that. Begin to see credit card balance with three million dollar credit card balance. I said, Lord, I didn't know anything like that even existed. Who got money like that? Where they do this at? Apparently, there's some people in the world like that. The point that I'm making, though, that Satan will get you hooked and think that you sold your soul, and that's it. That's the end of it. I got you. He only got you mentally. Satan plays mind. He plays mind games. How do you think he got those other angels to fall to, from heaven with him? He played mind games with them. Hey, we're going to overthrow God. Man, we're going we're gonna to rule the universe. Look at this, y'all. God. We're going to rule this. It ain't meant for him to have this. Hey, look what he's doing with it. We should be free. We should be up in heaven praising, bowing down him, singing hymns and all that stuff and worshiping him. We should be God. Look how beautiful we are. Look at us. Look how smart we are. We should be God's ourselves. And lo and behold, he didn't fool them into believing that they are God. But they're not. They're false gods, demigods. The children were demigods. That's where you get. That's where you get the the Incredible Hulk, the Wolverine, Storm, Xavier X, Black Adam, Shazam, uh, Black Panther. You name it. All these superheroes. What do you think they get this stuff from? These were men of old, men of renown. That's what they were. They were children of fallen. Where do you think they get Zeus and all these different gods and the gods of Egypt? From all these different children that were born from the fallen angels. And people are serving demigods and fallen and, and, and children of the Nephilim and don't even know it. That's who you're serving. Oh, Zeus can hold a lightning bolt in his hand, okay? A demigod, as I said before. Uh, it's ancient. It's old. It's nothing new. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. I remember Houdini said back in the age when my brother used to be a rap group called Houdini, there is nothing new under the sun. What you're doing now has already been done. They used to say that in the rap song. It's true. 
Nothing new under the sun. What you, what we're doing now, it's already been done for thousands of years. These fallen angels have done it. I've said that before numerous times on the show. The technology that we have now is nothing. We think these, oh, they come out the new stuff. The, man, they got stuff they can see cross, clear across space. How do you think that these guys were able to see this stuff in ancient times? How could the ancient cultures know what the stars look like? Back thousand, five thousand years ago, over five thousand, they knew what the stars were. They knew the constellation of the stars. There's nothing new. They knew what the, where everything was. The technology we have now is child's play compared to what they've had. They playing with us. We got PS5s and Xbox Series and and high end PCs and TV HD 4K. Now they talking about 8K TV coming out. That's nothing. They had technology before us that'll blow you away. How do you think they were able to build these pyramids and all these different monuments around the planet? Monuments still stand today like mountains. We can't explain how they were created, how they were brought, how, how they were how they were constructed. There's pyramids in Egypt still to this day, so precise, so precise. It can tell you it's like a it's like a clock, backwards or forwards. It tells you different things about the sky, the stars. It's like a calendar, backwards and forwards. It don't matter what they do. It's like this thing is amazing. All three of the pyramids align with the stars, the, these three stars in the sky. I think it says around around Orion's belt, and they say that those stars that align around Orion's belt is like the Milky Way is where they believe that the fallen angels have went, or some of them. I don't know if all the fallen angels have been cast down to darkness. I knew that some of them were, according to the book of Enoch. Some of them were locked away. But I also remember reading the book of Enoch, how um, I think it was, I don't know, I think it was Lucifer, he had pleaded with God not to lock all the demons away, which were which were the children of the Nephilim. Well, he, tried to, he made a petition, said, God, don't lock them all away. And God allowed him to leave. Now, I don't know why. I just don't get that. I'm not God. But God allowed them to be loose, some of them. But do you know how many evil demons there are out there? There are thousands, probably the tens of thousands. But there are so many more that are locked away. The majority of them are locked away. And we believe when the great tribulation starts, a lot of these things will be loose for a short time, seven years. Even if it's half, three and a half, even if it's half that, three and a half, that's more than enough for them to wreak havoc on this planet. You talking about zombies in the night of the living dead. My gosh. Tell people all the time, you do not want to be here on this planet when the church goes home with Christ. We're talking about the fallen angels, aliens and demons, things of that nature, alien technology. That's what we're on, what we're talking about. Okay, I had something else I really want to talk about, but this this just kind of came to my spirit today. Uh, verse 3 says, and, and the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, for he, that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. Verse 4 says, there were giants in the earth in those days. We talked about the giants. We talked about the different stages. The first set of giants were bigger. That's why they're finding bones in the in the in in the world. 
the I forgot what it said the biggest ones were found. I think they said they found a couple of them here in America. I can't remember if it was Indiana or Pennsylvania, Ohio, somewhere like that, where they found one of those 30 feet, John. They found one of the bigger ones here in the I think a couple of them in America. Um, I think South America they found some. Africa has some pretty good-sized giants. I think some of those uh, range in the 18 to 25 feet, the majority of them. They had some of the very big, the very big ones, too, in Africa, too. Um, then the smaller ones throughout Europe and, and North America as well, the ones that were mainly, they're finding a lot of the smaller ones throughout the U- Europe um, that range anywhere from like 8 feet, 9 feet average to 16 feet. Um, but they're all, they're all over the world, to be honest with you. Truth, I mean, we, we like I said, who knows what's in the earth? Who knows where these bodies are buried? They can be hundreds of miles deep in the earth. You'll never find them. There's so much in the earth, it's not even funny. But God told Moses to tell man, don't dig in the earth. Don't waste your time. I tell people, man, don't spend a lot of time diving deep into giants and demons and stuff. I had a friend. He said, man, I want to get into witchcraft. So I said, brother, don't you dare. So be careful what you wish for. Don't you dare. You think you want to start studying witchcraft and get into that stuff? There's so much stuff into that, man, you'll be caught up in it. You'll be serving the devil. That's how people get end up serving the devil. They get into the, man, I want to get into, no, you don't want to study witchcraft. So I guarantee you, you'll get lost in the sauce, brother, if you ain't, if you don't, if you don't have the faith, if you're not a believer. And I don't encourage believers. I don't even study witchcraft. I, I read enough, but I don't get deep into this stuff. Like, I don't study about giants and watch. I just don't get that deep into it. I am aware of, of it. That's why you don't see me going and so in-depth with it. There's no need to because the devil has put this, the steep, this thing so deep in darkness. It's just, you're just wasting your time. Uh, Jen, these are your Jen. Remember we talked about the men are now. Genies or Jen. I think in India they call them Jens, which is another word for Jen. It also means demon. That's what they are. It's funny how they used to make this show. They remember the show I Dream a Genie. Remember that she give you what you want, your desire. Same thing. That's what the devil does. Hey, I give you your desire. The demon says, if you worship me, I'll bless you to have money. You'll make money easy. You know that they'll, they'll they'll draw a plan for you and say, hey, here you go. This a spiritual thing. Okay. You got demons, fallen angels. Um, again, you got your genies, which are nothing more than demons. I remember the little cartoon show, Aladdin, him the genie. <laughs> you see how I try to make things cute? Oh, it ain't real, just some little cartoonish stuff. Oh, I remember I Dream of Genie. Uh, there was a show, a movie years, a few years back that came out with Will Smith. He played the genie in the, in the new Aladdin, the new Aladdin, which was a, uh, it was a human Aladdin movie. Uh, Will Smith played the genie. Um, these people play play into this thing. You know, their promise for lifetime. See, the devil, he will sell you on this endless thing that we're going to live forever. You're going to live forever. Well, they all know that you're not going to live forever. But what he means is that you're going to live forever through your children. See, that's the game that they play. You're going to live forever. Means you're going to be so famous that your children, children's children, is going to know you. So in other words, what I'm saying to you is 
if you had somebody live 500 years ago, let's say you, you can remember your lineage back 500 years ago. It doesn't matter if you're African-American or not. Let's say even through slavery, they can trace your lineage and say, hey, man, you was the, you are the, the heir through, of a great king. Found out that one of your ancestors was a great African king who was wealthy and rich. You would cherish that if they had history on that. You say, hey, I hail from such a, you put that up in your house. That person is living forever through you because you know who that person is. You're part now. You're going to try to take on that legacy. Say, this was my great, 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 great grandfather. And this is who he was and what he did. He owned this and that. And you try to come back and relive him through you. That's what the devil do. You're going to live forever. Tell these folks they're going to live forever. No, you'll be dead in probably 5,200 years, I guarantee it. You'll be dead. Guarantee it. I don't know nobody's two or 300 years walking the earth. I just don't. I know earlier I said it's a possibility. People two or 300 years. I'm not joking with you. If people look the way they do and they hit 100, I'd like to see what a two and 300-year-old like in this body because I can tell you they're going to be cute. <laughs> I'm not being mean. I'm just being real with you. We don't look how people look at the very beginning of time before God put this uh, restriction on man and say, you will now live only 120 days, whereas before we can live almost 1,000 years. And I guarantee you, Methuselah at 900, I think he was 967 years old, maybe 969, something like that. I guarantee and promise you, he didn't look like you think he looked all slumped over and bent over, hairy and gray and ball up and, and full of wrinkles and skin sagging, no. He looked good for his 900 years. In fact, I'm going to go on a limb and say that uh, I know earlier I referenced that a 900-year-old probably equal to a 90-year-old. But you got to remember, this is the beginning of time. They ate different. The food was different. The world was different. That The atmosphere was different. The the air was different. They have all these pollutions and this uh, all this junk that's in food now. It was totally different. So he probably looked more like he was 60 or 70 years old at 900. He looked very good for his age. People who were 500 years old probably look equivalent to a 30-year-old in our time. They look very good for the age. And, man, if you was less than 100 or something, you look immaculate. I'm quite certain that you were sexy and fine, no stress, more, even after having kids. It was a different time then, okay? The Scripture says over in verse, it says, Methuselah live. Oh, let's see. Uh, I said Methuselah, uh, all the days of Methuselah were 969 years. Yeah, and he died. He was 969 years. That's over in Genesis, the fifth chapter. I just saw it, just looking over. It's funny, I'm talking about that. I just looked over across the chapter in verse uh, Genesis 5 and 28. 5 and 27, I'm sorry. 5 and 27. Amen. Well, I'm about to conclude the show. I'm not going to be on here much longer. I'm about to let you go back to enjoying your family and enjoying this uh, day, Sabbath day. But I want to bring this message to you. I'm going to read some more scriptures before I'm done. But this is what we're talking about. I'm going to come back next week. Hopefully we can have the watchman on the wall when we come back. We're going to get more in depth on this stuff, man. This is some pretty heavy stuff, what's going on in the world, because I'm seeing so much stuff referencing Alien ships. And it's not because I'm looking for it, because I don't look for it. I mean, I pretty much uh, watch my phone, watch YouTube as entertainment, enjoy my family, watch movies, and play games. You know, I try to enjoy myself as much as I can. 
outside of studying. But, like I say, just want to bring this knowledge to you. I believe this stuff is real. Yes, it is real. There are there creatures on this continent and planet uh, around and without that shouldn't be here? Yeah, I believe that. I believe that for some reason that, you know, what the fallen angels have done, uh, I believe that scientists are, are dipping and dabbing in that. I believe also uh, within the earth, in the ocean. I remember we went to go see Black, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and I don't want to spoil it for those of you who have not seen it. I know most people have seen it. But when they go into the depths of the sea and how they were changed, makes you wonder. You know, we never know what what the devil did with the uh, with the, the with the seed of the fallen angels, and how it may allow them to live. Maybe they took on a different form, was able to live in the sea, deep in the sea. Maybe they're giants deep in the ocean. We don't know. I'm just saying that's a thought. Okay, because how else would they survive the flood? It's water. But now we got to give you a defense, okay, to 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 be resilient, to live. Uh, let me read these few scriptures. And I'm gonna get out of here. Uh, let me finish reading verse four, five, and six. It says, verse four says, "There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that." Okay, which means now, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they brought children of them. And it says, the same became mighty men, which were old, men of renown. We talked about the superhero men. And verse 5 says, and God saw that the wickedness that man, the, the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Um, that's that's very bad. Let's just say this is straight out here. Because man had begun to buy into this thing. So uh, I remember this guy called named Zachariah Sitchin. I think I'm saying his name right. How he came up with this theory. And it always makes me wonder how he come across this information. But uh, he started digging more and more into the Sumerian text, and he found out that, wait a minute, there's more than these texts than just, just a bunch of writing. This is a story of a race of giants, a race of beings that lived on a planet once upon a time that live, you know, a lot longer than the average man. I think that's pretty neat. I don't know about you, but I think that was pretty neat. So um, he does a lot of research into that, and he's found he's, he's um, found out a lot of different things. For the most part, it's believed that these um, the children of the fallen angels can fly, that they built machines with the technology that they had. That fallen angels helped them with that. Um, what type of alien technology has been created? Man, that's really something to think about. <laughs> I don't know, just kind of had a thought that I had to share with you another day. But you think about that and how what the scripture says about that. Now, watch what, watch what uh, verse 5 says. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that Every imagination of thoughts of his heart was only evil continuously. Um, 
I think about how in a lot of time how people will um you know the mindset is it's like a reprobate mind there we go they're so detached from God they don't want nothing to do with God um they just this is you see this happening here in verse five that it says a wickedness of man it was great in the earth, and that the thought of his heart was only evil continually. It was a continual thing. It's like this is what we want. Remember, I gave you the example of how um, Satan came to Christ, saying, "Hey, if you bow down and worship me, I give you the world." And then I also referenced how he's done people in the world. Hey, man, if you do this, sign this contract, look what all you gonna get? Nice big house for Mama. Nice big house for you. Cars, clothes, jewelry, money—the little money that you can that, that you couldn't possibly spend all of it. That's what they say, but we know that you can spend all because that's what people are gonna do. They give you ten, fifteen million dollars. You should not be able to spend all that money within a lifetime. But again, nobody wants to move slow like that. Everybody's in the microwave mindset. People want to get fat, uh, want to get rich fast, and they've sold their soul to get there. Once they get a taste of that money, they get addicted to it. Get addicted to their lifestyle, having nice, expensive cars, clothes, jewelry, men, women. They have what they want. Look at me. Everybody looking at me. I'm a big baller, shot caller type of thing. And you begin to see that same mindset, that same mindset with man that says that the, uh, uh, the thoughts of his heart was only evil continued. Because why? The fallen angels and the giants begin to what? Mingle with men. They were having sex with the women, probably with the men too. We we know where all this stuff is coming from now. We're a lot more aware than what we were. But they're mingling. And they're showing, hey, look, if you do this, you can have more. You can be different from them. And they begin to create societies. I'm sure that's where this 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 brotherhood type thing came from. Ancient stuff. Your masons, your sororities, your your black um, um, the different little organizations. You have some black organizations, a white organization. But the point that I'm making is, it's up to you. You have to make a choice. Nobody else. I'm going to go ahead and conclude. This is a very good story. I'm going to come back and revisit this. Uh, I got to go because I got more studying to do for in the morning. I want to be prepared for my sermon in the morning, so I got to put the finishing touches on my sermon. I, um, hopefully, everyone's enjoyed the holiday. Remember, family, that you are royalty. I am royalty. We are children of the Most High God. I am grateful for this opportunity. I'd like to thank, send a shout out to Derek Oliver and his team for allowing us to be on the air. And excuse me, and to give God the glory, all glory to the Most High, for there's none like Him to, in existence. For He's more than worthy to be prayed. So, with that being said, I'm going to say a prayer. I'm going to go ahead and dismiss. Dear Most Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for my life, soul, and strength. Thank you for the many blessings that you bestowed upon me and my wife and children. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your love, Heavenly Father. Again, uh, yeah, I bless and praise your holy name forevermore. Amen. All right, family, until I might be on tomorrow with Elder Bazaar. I got to work tomorrow. Uh, I got a long day, so I might, hopefully I will, should be able to make it. 
at least on there for an hour. Remember, family, you are royalty. I am royalty. I love each and every one of you. You all have a great evening. Enjoy the rest of your night. Happy holidays to you.